And welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. We are gathered around the fire tonight, roasting our marshmallows. And tonight we'll be talking about the horror movie, My Best Friend's Exorcism, based off the book by Grady Hendrix, which I've read, which I enjoyed. And the movie, though, eh, not so much, but we'll get into that. So, again, we're set in the 80s. It's... You know, Reagan, Satanic Panic, music, Boy George, uh, hairstyles, fashion, freedom, uh, no technology, no cell phones. And we follow two girls, Abby and Gretchen, and they've been best friends since childhood. Uh, In the book, they met during a birthday party, Abby's birthday party, that no one came to. So sad, but Gretchen was there and they developed a love of E.T., roller skating, music, their little, uh, uh, I guess you could say, um, slogan is, I love you dearly but not queerly, politically incorrect, but that's uh, that's them, it's basically them saying, I love you, no homo. But they've grown up together, and they're best friends, and so one night... They're having a girls' weekend with their two other friends, Margaret and Glee. They take LSD. Gretchen goes swimming. Uh, You know, she's high. She disappears for the whole night. They find her. And then, as the story goes on, she starts acting weird. She's not the friendly Gretchen anymore. She's acting like a bitch. She's darker. She's more rebellious. She's insulting. And it turns out she's been possessed by a demon because in the woods, they're at their uh, Margaret's lake house, uh, there was a building where it was said that a girl was sacrificed to Satan. I love it. I love it. That makes such a good plot. It's the exorcist in the 80s with a bunch of teenage girls. So, how could they screw that up? Well, problem is, take all the things from the book, all the good moments, the friendship, the humor, the horror, uh, the characters, and just give the spark notes. And that's just what this movie felt like. Just kind of a recap, like reading the Wikipedia page. And it's not a terrible movie, but it's it's missing something. So first complaint I have is the friendship. There's not enough friendship. Uh, Margaret and Glee. Margaret's kind of the alpha bitch in the in the book and in the story. She's popular. Everybody likes her. Glee is basically her little sidekick lapdog. And, but I don't know why she and uh, Abby and Gretchen and Glee are all friends, but friendships are weird. But, you know, right off the bat, when the movie opens, that it shows that Abby and Gretchen are friends, but just throughout the movie, it doesn't feel like the. They don't feel like childhood friends. Yes, they have their moments again, they have their uh, little 
slogan instead of dearly but not queerly, it's Lilas or love you like a sister. Which is fine, but I wish there was a montage at the beginning of them meeting each other and them growing up. Because the theme of the whole story is the power of friendship. How far will you go to save your friend who is possessed by a demon? Like, will you put yourself in danger? Will you do things that you wouldn't normally do for your best friend? And my biggest complaint is Margaret and Glee, they're assholes. Yes, in the book, the... Uh, Margaret is the alpha female, but in, in the movie, they're just, they're not really likable. Uh, I cannot believe I'm making this reference, but if you've seen Hannah Montana, Amber and Ashley, the popular girls, um, the ooh, that, oh, that little thing they do, uh, that's basically what they're like. Glee is just does whatever Margaret says, but Margaret, she's just insulting and she puts people down. She She's like a, a bully. And I don't know why these girls would be friends with her in the book. Um, you know, yes, it's insulting, but in a more friendly way, if you know. This, it's just, it's them being friends with a bully. I, I don't get it. Um, they also made, and no complaints here, but... Margaret and Glee have been changed because everyone in the book is white. Margaret is black and Glee is Asian. Fine, but I don't really know why they did. Just maybe for some more diversity. It doesn't take anything away from the story, but I don't think it adds anything. And ironically, in Hannah Montana, Amber and Ashley are black and Asian. Um, <laughs> I guess... Uh, I mean, completely unintentional, but I can see the similarities a little bit more. Yes, I've seen Hannah Montana. Judge me. Who cares? <laughs> and then, speaking of likable, Wallace is Margaret's boyfriend, and he's just he's just an asshole. He's this the tip, he's just the typical jerk jock, and he didn't have a lot of character in the book either but in the movie he's he's just wasted i wish there was more more to do with him uh his big moment is when uh abby accuses gretchen of rape because you know gretchen is showing trauma and she thinks she was raped by wallace and that's turns out obviously that's not true but then he just kind of disappears and you know what was the point of even including him if they weren't going to really use him for much more? I think they could have uh, either given him some more development or gotten rid of him completely. Uh, he's also there during the girls' weekend. Uh, again, in the book, uh, it was just a girls' weekend. In the movie, he was there. He's the one who gave him LSD. And I felt his presence there was taking away from the girls' bonding. I mentioned that they were missing character development. It should have just been them. I wanted to see these girls as friends. It was an unnecessary change. And speaking of Gretchen's possession, uh, I liked in the book it was like, you don't really know. Like, she just disappears. It's, you know, the power of nothing. In 
the movie, it's really cheesy. They're exploring the haunted house. She gets dragged away. And then she appears again. I've seen that so many times. It should have just been her running off into the woods and then disappearing and then just coming back the next morning. I do mention in the book, in the movie, yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand that there has to be changes, adaptations. Not everything will translate to the screen. That's fine. But I've read the book and everything could have been translated. Everything works. So I'm not really sure why they had to make these changes. I wish there was more world building too. It's the 80s. There's references in the movie too, but just more. Again, it's the power of these love of the 80s. Uh, Abby and Gretchen love Boy George and Phil Collins and all that. And they just, it doesn't feel like there's much to offer. Uh, you know, how about bringing up Reagan? How about Satanic Panic? How about music and more movie references? Don't have to hit you over the head, but it might as well have been just set in the modern day, for that matter. Because it's the 80s in the movie that, you know, gives the story some of its uh, themes. Margaret is struggling with her, uh, her image, her body image, and the demon is feeding her like diet pills, turns out to be worms, uh, tapeworm eggs, to kill her, to break her down, but that was part of the story. The 80s, uh, what's the perfect female image? With Glee, uh, she's, uh, Gretchen is sending her fake love letters, and it's all about, you know, relationships. In the movie, actually, it's a little more interesting, Glee is a lesbian, and the 80s was not a good time for LGBT rights. So I think that was kind of an interesting change, but again, you didn't have that world building. And there's just too much teen drama. It, I might, might as well be watching something like uh, one of those Lifetime movies. It just it didn't feel right. I wanted more friendship. I wanted more horror. I wanted more comedy. Um, so a lot of wasted opportunities here. And... I wanted more backstory, uh, going back to the world building, is uh, Molly Ravenel was the name of the girl who was allegedly sacrificed in a satanic ritual. I wanted something on that. Uh, I know it's not really explained in the book, but, you know, maybe a few news clippings here, a few scary stories around the campfire, or whatever, uh, you know, when they're all in there. Girls Weekend. Um, and finally, at the end, this is funny. Uh, they are able to exercise the demon. It's... it's they're, they're battling an alien gray. That's the demon. It, it forms from this puddle of, like, slime, and they kill it with fire. And I'm like, 
no, when did this become a sci-fi movie? No, it just, it doesn't make any sense. And during the exorcism, the exorcist, funny, his name is Christian. Uh, haha, really good pun. Uh, he asks Abby if she's baptized, and she responds, I'm Jewish. Uh, what was the point of that? I don't know. It's just for comedy. And what does her being Jewish have anything to do with the exorcism? She wasn't Jewish in the book, and it's never brought up again. It's just there for a quick joke. It might have gotten maybe like a chuckle out of me, but kind of a cringe laugh, if you know what I mean. Um, yeah, it's from beginning to end, it's just reading the spark notes or the, the recap on some website. It doesn't feel like you go too deep into this, and that's what's disappointing. Because this could have worked if everything was translated properly. On a happy note, I will give credit. The acting is fine. Um, when there is comedy, it does hit. There's one scene where a possessed Gretchen uh, asks to go to the bathroom. The teacher won't excuse her, so she gets up and pisses in the trash can in front of everybody. And... It's cringy, but it's like, out of left field, you kind of have to laugh. Uh, some of the one-liners do do hit. Um, I mentioned the acting. Elsie Fisher, you know her from the movie 8th Grade. She does fine as Abby. Amaya Miller, though, as a possessed Gretchen, she does great. And I say she gave the best performance. Everyone else gave a good performance, too. But there was just really nothing to work with. But she had stuff to work with. She sold the bitchiness she sold the the desperation she sold the uh from what they had to work with the friendship between her and abby uh, her possession is funny and scary when she's tied to the bed she's saying all this you know insulting stuff if you've seen the movie uh, this is the end when jonah hill is possessed it's kind of like that but uh she she gave the best performance by far, and I know this wasn't her first movie or her first acting role, but I can I can see her having a good future. Uh, and for the scenes that were scary, there's one scene where the worms are coming out of Margaret. Uh, there's just you know she throws up this long like 11 foot tapeworm. It's body horror at its finest, and what makes it funny is her dog just jumps up, grabs the worm like it's a bone, and runs off with it. It's disgusting. It's funny. In that dark humor sort of way. And that's the moments that we're missing. It's teenagers in The Exorcist. And there's plenty to work with there. Drugs. Music. Come on. It could have worked. And it could have taken advantage of it. And I will say, though, when Abby is trying to exercise the demon herself, and this was in the book, too, she's saying, the power of E.T. compels you, the power of Boy George, the power of uh, their favorite yoga shop compels you, and 
it's funny, it's stupid, but it shows the power of their friendship. She's trying to reach, reach out to Gretchen and see if she's still in there. She knows she's still in there and see if like I can bring my friend back, bring back all the memories we had together. And unfortunately, as I mentioned before, as their friendship really wasn't developed more than just at the beginning, I, uh, it doesn't hit all the way, but it works. Um, and one thing I just don't get at the end is they do a where are they now? Like, where are Abby and Gretchen now? Uh, like a documentary or like... It reminds me of the end of uh, uh, Animal House where, you know, all the Deltas became successful people. Uh, one of them becomes the president. John Belushi became the president. One became a famous gynecologist in California. And all the Omegas became losers. They get killed in the military, go to prison, all that. And this movie just doesn't justify it. Like, okay, one last laugh... Uh, that doesn't hit like it, it just doesn't work it didn't work for me uh and the r rating this movie is r rightfully so but not really might have some swears here and there but there's not there's violence that you, you see in like you know cop shows that's not bloody uh particularly bloody or gory uh, some language, but, I mean, eh, it's, that doesn't do it, and it, it should have indulged more, it should indulge in the darker humor, should have, uh, should have indulged in more adult moments, drinking, uh, LSD, didn't have to have sex, but maybe some more, uh, mature moments, uh, and really, that, just sums it up this movie isn't terrible but it's just average and it just misses the mark it had a good story a good book solid book that i've read i enjoyed and it just did away with all that and just scratched the surface it's forgettable if you want a good exorcism movie go watch the movie the exorcist i give this movie a 5.5 out of 10 not terrible but you can give it a miss so, and it is on Amazon Prime if you want to check it out, but I really suggest reading the book. Much better. And so, with that, we'll wrap it up here by saying, put out the fire, lock your cabins, and it's lights out. <laughs>